How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman on WEEI. You are back at Fenway Park, and this is Red Sox Review. You're in the right spot. 8-6 loss for the Sox tonight against the St. Louis Cardinals as we welcome you to it. Red Sox Review, this is the spot. Cooper Boardman here with you. Got Stiz back at our WEEI studios. Doug Lane here. Call us 617-779-7937, 617-779-7937. The text line, that's hopping as well, 37937. We take you up till 11 o'clock tonight after what was, oh man, was that a punch uh, here tonight in a game where, you know, I, I go back to something that Alex Cora said the other day, like about Kenley Jansen, you know, we get to the ninth inning and I get to close my book and I get to stop managing because nine out of ten times, literally this year, nine out of ten times coming into tonight, uh, it had been you get to close the book, you get to sit back and you get to watch Kenley Jansen deliver yourself a win and it just wasn't to be tonight not a night where there just haven't been a lot of games like this there have not been a lot of moments like this there certainly haven't been a lot of feelings like this for a team that is 22 and 17 at this juncture and uh, very much in the thick of it in the American League East but it was that way tonight with the Red Sox leading 4-2 after 5 the Cardinals rally get 3 in the 6th 3 in the ninth, even after the Red Sox Sox had a two-spot in the eighth on the way again to an 8-6 loss here tonight. And again, you think about how many times we felt this, how many times we talked about this. I mean, the, the horse was was dead, and then it was, it was beaten again, I, seriously, last year in, in talking about the bullpen issues that this team had. And it's just been absolutely wonderful to see what has happened here in 2023 to experience a, a, a team that, you know, when, when you have the lead late in this game, the, the, there are a few parts of this. One is you just feel good in general. This is not that sinking feeling pit in your stomach, rock in your stomach that you felt last year. It is, it's been completely different. And, and the other part of it, too, is because Kenley Jansen has been so good, and Lou Merloni said this earlier today, uh, you know, it allows you to to have a much easier time in the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings matching up. And hey, you know what? I I think there's no one in the world that would have done 
what Alex Cora did. Uh, he gets five great innings from James Paxton, who had one blemish in his first inning back in two years, basically. Strikes out nine and puts up four scoreless over his final four. And you go right to Josh Winkowski, who's been just stupid good. Nails, one five zero ERA. What, however you wanted to find it, giving up just a single home run all year long. And for the first time, Josh Winkowski was standing on unsteady ground in that sixth inning. It ends up with uh, you know them running together some runs late. And then Kenley Jansen, in a situation where you felt like you were in full control, uh, ends up giving up three in the ninth. And all of that is a long-winded way of saying just a tough loss here tonight for the Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review. We're live at Fenway Park. I apologize if I trail off midway through a sentence. They're doing uh, here on a Friday night a post-game drone show. And now you have the same amount of information as I do, but we'll see if the narration pops in (laughs) as we go along here. Again, uh, the phone line, 617-779-7937. The text line, uh, 37937. We'll get to your calls. We'll get to your texts. I promise all of that. But first, we have the manager of the Boston Red Sox standing by, Alex Cora, talking postgame after an 8-6 loss tonight against the Cardinals. That was fun. That was fun to watch. Uh, the stuff was really good from the get-go. Um, you know, for his first one at this level, with that stuff, we're very pleased. I know he is very pleased. So, uh, let's get ready for the next one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to happen, right? Uh, I bet the last two days have been very heavy emotionally. All that stuff, you know, that's. Something I was thinking while he was throwing, I was like, oof. But uh, we didn't make pitches, they run the bases, and that happened, you know? So, you know, we'll move on, he'll be ready for the next one. They're gonna have bad nights, you know? I mean, they're not gonna be perfect, you know? And they hit wing hard, and then, you know, the, the blue double down the line against Richard. Is part of it, right? But uh, I think play a good game, ran the bases well, we battle. So um, let's uh, get ready for tomorrow. Getting back to Paxton, you know, you said before the game, it's kind of hard to know exactly what to expect. Um, what about it? Was it strike throwing? Was it how many pitches? What was on the um, I mean, he looked like the guy that was pitching in Seattle a while ago. The fastball was playing. The breaking ball got better throughout the outing. The cutter, he he dotted a few of those. He was in control. You know, it just happens that it was his first one, and we got to be careful with him. And uh, um, uh, he's here for the long run, not for one start. So we're very pleased with the way he went about it, uh, with the stuff he had. And uh, you know, his next one is Friday, so he'll be ready for that one. As, as he was coming off the field, how, how special was that? Yep. He felt like he wanted one more, you know, and, and probably stuff-wise, yeah, of course, you know, but uh, where he was in the pitch count, it's his first outing, you know, uh, after all that stuff that happened, we're going to err in the, you know, to the safety side, you know, take care of him. And uh, if we do that, you know, hopefully he can take care of us in the long run. We're good. <laughs> 
Short and sweet tonight from Alex Cora, following again 8-6 loss tonight against the Cardinals of St. Louis. We're back with you. This is Red Sox Review. I'm Cooper Boardman. We're live at Fenway Park tonight after the loss. 617-779-7937. The text line open as well, 37937. And, uh, you know, I... It's hard to to honestly dig the heels in and, and and say anything terribly negative about tonight. I mean, Steam fought. You felt like you know you were in a situation where we're nine times out of ten this year. You hand the ball to Josh Winkowski. You hand the ball uh, late in this game to to Kenley Jansen. Like you're walking out of here and and we're playing dirty water and and it's all good. And, and it just tonight. I mean, as as Alex Cora put it uh, specifically and and bluntly, they're gonna have bad nights. And tonight was one of those nights. And I, I think you know if you if you want to dig in here and we want to talk about it from a baseball perspective. There are a couple of things. I mean, you know, Winkowski comes in and he enters in that sixth inning. And again, if you weren't with us or or you you forget a little bit, uh, just to walk you back into this game, put yourself in the moment here. You know, James Paxton comes out. He has a really good outing. He goes five innings, a two-run ball. And after a bottom half of the fifth inning where all of a sudden after back-to-back home runs by Manuel Valdez and Connor Wong put you up 4-2, you give the ball to Josh Winkowski, and you're kind of, you know, you're you're absolutely in the driver's seat, and I think you feel like it's kind of uh, going to be a lazy river ride on the way uh, on the way to a win because that's how it's been this year. The problem was Josh Winkowski just didn't really seem to have it in the way that he usually does. The third pitch he threw was the Contreras home run that was crushed on a 2-0 fastball that. You know, it's a little bit borderline, but it, it stayed up just enough. And that's one of the best sitters in baseball uh, when he's going right and one that he was clearly ready for as he took it over the bullpens in right field. He gets a couple more hard-hit balls. He actually got a huge double play at one point, and you kind of thought that maybe it would stop there, and then it didn't. And, um, you know, so that's part of it. I think, you know, one of the things that jumps out is something that uh, our friend on Twitter, at Red Sox Stats, put out there, but it's been talked about a lot. I'll read this, but we've heard this from a lot of different places, is early in the year the strikeout, the swing and miss was very high for Josh Winkowski. Remember, that had been something that Alex Cora had talked about. Like, he throws strikes in the zone good things are going to happen with the quality of his stuff but over the last few outings it has not been the strike out numbers percentage wise total wise however you want to you know however you want to quantify it that we saw earlier this year and he's a young guy he's figuring it out at the big league level it was so sterling to start the year and generally outside of one home run in that guardian series back in april it has been and tonight and so i I, again i hesitate to to go find the panic button i I think with him you don't even know uh, necessarily where it is but I, i hesitate to to make anything bigger of it but it's certainly something to watch because this is somebody that has meant so much to this team. This is somebody that, you know, he is your multi-inning guy. And, of course, the way the rotation is, you're going to end up with a few more of them. But he has pitched so well consistently. He has pitched so well in high-leverage situations that it is startling occasionally to see him struggle. And, um, you know, again, uh, as Alex Corp put it, there are going to be bad nights, and this is one of those nights. 
For Kenley Jansen, though, I think, you know, and, and we could talk about Richard Blyer if you'd like. I mean, the, the double was, was not particularly hard hit. I, you get him, you, you know, you bring him in to go left on left, so obviously that's not what you want, but kind of is what it is at that point. And you get to Kenley Jansen, and you've got the lead going into the ninth inning, and remember uh, the emotion of the 400 save the other night in Atlanta, the emotion of pregame where they celebrated him and, and presented him, and he was hugs and, and, and kisses, and uh, it was like the, the parade of roses for him before the game and maybe that plays a part into it too you know he comes out in the ninth it's a four pitch walk he didn't really seem to be able to find his cut fastball which is a rarity for him so he ends up with uh, what a four pitch walk to start that ninth the stolen base then he gives up the game tying single that was also on a cutter that wasn't bad but it, it wasn't at, it wasn't 99 with the sharpness that we saw in Atlanta the other night and then you know, uh, you know, St. Louis, and I know this is a team that has struggled, but man, when you look at their roster, I, I got a paper copy in front of me here that I picked up, and I was sitting here pregame just looking at it like, how could this team be in the spot that it is? And remember, the Cardinals, you know, after tonight come in now, they're 14-25. and 25. It's almost unfathomable. They must be losing their minds in St. Louis, and uh, you know, you look at this roster, and it's obviously so much better than that. Nolan Arenado struggled, and there are a number of guys that have struggled, but they've got serious, you know, high-quality pinch hit options off the bench. They go to Nolan Gorman, who's got the, you know, Mr. Power. Uh, he's a 22-year-old who doesn't look like a 22-year-old, uh, and I'm not that much older. <laughs> and he just crushed one. He got, you know, an eight-pitch at bat. He gets a slider up, and he takes it out of here. And, you know, again, I, 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 it's it's hard to fully, uh, you know, take too much from it other than it's a bad night for Kenley Jansen, it's a bad night for Josh Winkowski, it's a bad night for the bullpen, and that's what it is um, here tonight. Again, you're listening to Red Sox Review. Cooper Boardman with you at Fenway Park. If you hear Sweet Caroline, it's not the eighth inning. They've, they've got a drone show going on. It actually is quite extraordinary, if you allow me to just jump. There are There must be 300 drones in the sky above Fenway Park out in right field and they are hovering, making images like uh, like fireworks almost. It's cra- I've never seen anything like this. Uh, anyway, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. That's the number. The text line uh, is three seven nine three seven. The version, uh, as we switch gears here, the version of James Paxton that the Boston Red Sox got tonight is so unbelievably heartening. Uh, for this team, and uh, you know, for those who know me, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, tell you if you don't, my background's in Worcester, AAA, and have been there uh, over the last few years, and 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 you know, have seen uh, every start that James Paxton has made this year. He made one rehab appearance uh, out of the bullpen that I did not see, but I, you know, when you go through what he's done to this point, there are a few things that that you look at for James Paxton, and remember. Coming into tonight, he had made six rehab appearances. They took his entire rehab clock on the way back after the injury in spring training as far as they could take it. And, you know, early on, what what the constant reminder about him was, was, like, this guy's going through spring training, essentially, and you're watching it before your eyes at AAA. And so, 
you know, he started in Buffalo. It was like three scoreless innings on a freezing day. And then there was a couple of bad outings, really three that weren't very good. One great one, one okay one. And then he finished it off with uh, probably his best one, five innings of two-run ball. And, and, and the only problem really was command. And, and I think, you know, we watched his struggles in real time as he tried to get back to it. And I talked to him, and, you know, one of the things he said, and, and this is something that this is not groundbreaking information, but one of the things he said to me was, you know, I'm, I just am trying to find the breaking stuff. You know, the fastball was there, and, and again, if you're getting, and the guy said this on the broadcast tonight, if you're getting the version of James Paxton that is sitting 95, who can rear back for 97, which is, by the way, not just like a one-off adrenaline deal that we saw tonight. That's who he was in the minor leagues uh, on his rehab assignments. That's what we saw in the entirety of the month of April. If that's the version of this dude that you're getting, I man, I, he is a, and I, I think he is a, a genuinely. I really do mean this. I think he is a rotation changing, team changing, outlook changing piece for what he's capable of doing. Because you know the question about him is about health, right? And it's about not even health in terms of what it is going forward. Although obviously he has not uh, pitched well at all until tonight for the Boston Red Sox, but. It's about, for him, just consistently being able to be out there and consistently being able to have his stuff. And so you know that he can pitch, right? Like You know that you're going to see quality-breaking stuff. You know that that knuckle curve as he you know, works his way back, that's the injury side of it, right? Getting the feel of the breaking stuff. What, what you don't know and what was the big uh, question mark swirling around all of our heads as you think about James Paxton was... What is that fastball? You know, is this the guy that right before he was, you know, underwent the Tommy John a couple of years ago was like 93, you know, 92, you know, velocity that that what we saw uh, in 2019 just wasn't quite there uh, relative to what it had been, uh, you know, earlier in that year in the postseason run uh, for the Yankees. And of course, earlier on his career, the guy who threw the no hitter for the Mariners, you know, the story, the whole thing. But. The idea that this is somebody that, you know, velocity is here, right? Like, we have seen this now. This is not a one-off what we saw tonight. The idea that there is velocity in that arm, and you feel like every time you go out there, you're going to see 95, 96, 97. Then all of a sudden, it becomes, okay, how do you tinker around the edges? How do you get back to the guy that you were? How do you get back to the guy with the pitch ability that he's shown over the course of his career? And all of this that I'm saying about where he might go or what he could do is not even about tonight, which, by the way, checked all of those boxes over five innings. He gives up a home run in that opening inning. You know, he, he got the first couple of guys, and he gives up the, the two-run shot that, that just got out over the monster of Rockets and Nolan Arenado, who I know has struggled, but he's still Nolan Arenado. And from that moment on, it was the guy that you thought and dreamed and hoped he could be. And so when I sit here and I say, like, this is a rotation-changing guy, this is an outlook-changing guy, when you factor him into this starting rotation as somebody that could, and again, it's going to take a little bit. I think there will be good. I think there will be bad, right? It's early as, as he kind of you know comes out of what they called his spring training. But if he can be some semblance of what he was tonight consistently and all of a sudden starts to look like the guy that, by the way, shoved in 2019. He was a huge part of, of that Yankee team that, that, that you know made that postseason run before they, they lost to, to the Astros. I mean, 
it is just it it changes the way you view this team. It changes, you know, when when you have him, then all of a sudden you've got a fact, and then you've got a lot of guys where you feel like there are ceilings. You've got a fact in James Paxton, and then it turns into, okay, what can Chris Sale give you? Can he be the guy that struck out 10, as we saw? Uh, can he be, you know, the, that guy? And, and that's before, of course, you start the conversations with everybody else. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a loss tonight. It's on the bullpen. It is not on James Paxton. And it is, um, it, it, is, it is not just a reason to believe. It is reasons to believe tonight for, uh, for Big Maple, who also leads the, uh, the league in, in nickname as well. Okay, uh, we will get to a break. We'll get to the text. Uh, got some calls as well. 617-779-7937. The text line 37937. We'll give you the big takeaways of the night, and then we'll get you set up for what is a huge, huge weekend ahead for the Red Sox, the Seas, and the like. All that coming up. We're back in a moment right here on Red Sox Review. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Fenway Park, that's where we are. Red Sox Review, that's where you are. 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. Got Cooper Boardman back with you. Got Stiz in our WEEI studios as the Red Sox lose to the Cardinals tonight. 8-6 final score here had uh, what is now a quiet Fenway. You were with us a moment ago. They had a drone show going on. Uh, they had Sweet Caroline going, Dirty Water going, and now uh, it has fallen silent as this play sounded really in the ninth inning. Kenley Jansen comes in in the top of the ninth. Again, if, if you haven't been with us, or just to recap for you, Red Sox were up in this game going into the ninth, and uh, Kenley did a, it was a rarity. It's something that really is, this is the blue moon, uh, blows the save. And it was interesting, and, and we won't play you the sound or anything, but just, I, I just you know, during that break, listening back to, to, to what Kenley Jansen uh, had to say after the game, and, you know, he's you know, talking about some of the adjustments he could make. His front side was open a little bit, you know, just command-related things. And it, it strikes me this way that, you know, this is this is a tough loss for the Red Sox. It's a game that you feel like you should have won. It's a game that, you know, was in your hands. And, and, and you know, Cardinals, this is a, a desperate team that you're going against on the other side that on paper is a really good team, a team that came into tonight having won only 13 games. It's May the 12th, and they had only won 13 games. They were expected, obviously, to be one of the best teams in the National League. And anyway, the point being here is, you know, it's frustrating for the Red Sox, but listening to the way that Kenley Jansen spoke, it, it strikes me in something that a point that we made on these airwaves uh, the other night after the Braves victory uh, on Wednesday. So, you know, the day before the off day. And, and it was, you know, looking out that, you know, Alex Cora talking about looking out on the field and seeing Kenley Jansen on his mound, seeing Justin Turner on his infield, seeing Kike Hernandez on his infield and guys that, you know, were part of a championship and championship culture as well with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, you know, Kike's been here, obviously, but just how different it feels tonight. Like, this is a loss that could have happened last year. 
we understand that, you know, with with the bullpen struggles and and you know what the ERA and and what what ended up happening, and that was you know that was the main goal from High Bloom and Company. They were going to come into the offseason. they were going to get guys who threw strikes, and they've done that. And this bullpen has been one of the best ones in baseball for a large portion of this season. Kenley Jansen has been one of the best closers in baseball on just about every night, not named tonight. And it is a reminder that in, in defeat, you learn much. And that is tonight, when you listen to Kenley Jansen, take full accountability, which you expect. But when you listen to the way he speaks and that, like, this is one night for me. I'm going to be doing this for a long time. I have been doing this for a long time. This Red Sox team, all of a sudden, really does start to feel like one that is built for longevity. One that is built for not a, 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 a foundation-shaking loss tonight, not the first drop in the hat to go wrong, not what, what a lot of people were saying in April and saying in March because it's fun to be negative. No, it, this is a team that uh, you know has really you know dug in its heels and has shown that it does have the capability uh, of doing this for the long haul. And again, we got uh, just a few minutes here on Red Sox Review, 37937, the text line. Cooper Boardman with you. We're at Fenway Park tonight. Uh, this is the part of the program where as we kind of speed round you through, we'll just give you the speedy takeaways of the night. And, and I guess that is the biggest one. That is the, the overarching takeaway from the evening and that, you know, it's a, it's one bad night for the bullpen. And now you got to go make sure that it's not two bad nights for the bullpen and three. And as you go on uh, for the rest of the series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, you know, I will I will say this about Josh Winkowski. He's been nails. He's been outstanding. You know, he is somebody to just keep your eye on over the next few weeks because I'm just fascinated more than anything, and this is not predictive, I'm just fascinated to see what happens next for him. This is a guy that has really just stood atop the podium. This is somebody that has, has really not had much go wrong this year. And so what happens now for a guy that is doing it at a high level with consistently at the major league level for the very first time in the 24 years that he's been on this earth. And, and, and you know, this is somebody that they have, they've placed so much trust in and so much belief and, and for such good reason with the quality of his stuff and uh, coupled with the results that he's gotten this year. But what happens next? Uh, I don't know if that's a takeaway, but it's certainly a question that resounds uh, in my mind as we, you know, especially get into, you know, a little bit more of the meat of the schedule as you finish with two against the Cardinals here. Uh, you, you do that, then you get the Mariners and the Padres and the Angels and you go on the West Coast and, and kind of what all of this looks like, especially with the idea that it's going to be a six-man rotation, uh, probably for the foreseeable future. I don't know what foreseeable means. Don't ask me. Uh, it's just what Alex Cora said. And so, you know, if that's going to be the case, not all those guys are going to give you length consistently. You're going to need your long guy. He's a big, big, big bridge in the middle of that bullpen. My other takeaway is about uh, our man and, and Manuel Valdez. And again, uh, my background is in Worcester, AAA with the Woo Sox and, and, and all of that. And what a, a wonderful moment it was tonight to just sit and reflect upon that, that this kid who, remember, came over in the Christian Vasquez deal last year from the Houston Astros. This is somebody that uh, the Astros, you know, by all counts, really did not want to part with. He comes to AAA, finishes strong, uh, has a wonderful minor league season last year, starts the year at AAA. They knew he could hit. They wondered about his defense. Uh, we did the same, and he has come on in, in moments with, with Yu Chang Hurt. He has come up, and he has given this lineup something more, not just as a stopgap, but he has elevated them, and uh, tonight... 
you look no further, and not only does he hit the home run, which in that moment was such a huge home run to give the Red Sox the lead, the first of two back-to-back before Connor Wong goes yard as well. To do it tonight with his parents here, the first ever trip for a kid from the Dominican Republic, for his parents to be here and be in the United States for the first time, and this is what he gives them, a home run down the right field line at Fenway Park, of course, will be a moment that, that they nor he uh, will ever forget. And it's, it's extraordinary. And, and for a kid who's worked uh, extraordinarily hard for his dad, Umberto, who um, had, had been such a big part of his baseball life, guy who, who was a Red Sox fan in the Dominican Republic, to be here and, and see his 24-year-old son do that. Again, in his first trip, to the United States. It's good. It's not always like this, but uh, man, just a moment that uh, if you didn't know it, now you do, and if you did know it, you're okay with hearing it uh, once again. Uh, last takeaway of the night, we got to get out of here in a quick sec. We know that um, is is with Tristan Casas and what he's done, and 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 he he took so much. Uh, of the uh, of the wrecking balls early on in the season, even as this team was scoring runs, but you know he has turned into somebody that is is the guy that we knew. And when he was in the minor leagues, when I saw him in the minor leagues, when we all you know heard about him coming up, he was one of the the bet in terms of hard hit rate, in terms of how hard he hit the ball, how consistently hard he hit the ball. He was one of the best at all levels. And early in the season, there was not a lot of that. His hard hit, you know, rate, whatever you want to call it, however you want to quantify it, was nothing like the guy that we had seen. But I go back to a conversation that I had with him in spring training where he talked about how last year he started three for 40. And he, all of a sudden, it just started to come together for him. And he felt that at every moment, he, he learned, he took information, he applied the information. And we've seen a slow burn of that over the last few weeks. You know, the on-base streak has obviously been outstanding. It's now at 20-plus. He's up there with guys uh, in terms of on-base consistency um, with, with uh, you know, some of the best hitters in baseball. You are Don Alvarez, who came into the night with a 30-plus game hit uh, on-base streak and all of that. And to see that come... And first the walks come, and, and, and to experience that, and then the hard-hit balls. He hit one at 104 tonight. He hit one at 105 tonight. I've got a list. I won't read you numbers, but uh, holy cow, the number of balls that he's hit 100 miles an hour or harder over the last you know six, seven, eight games and what he's done consistently – it's just a different dude, and and you know, for a lineup that doesn't necessarily need it, um, but certainly will take it, and at one point will need it. Uh, that is a huge, huge lift uh, for the Boston Red Sox here tonight. Okay, we got to get out of here. We will do that. Red Sox once again fall by a final score of eight to six against the St. Louis Cardinals here tonight. Uh, big thanks to Stiz back at our WEEI studios, Doug Laid here at Fenway Park. I'm Cooper Borbin saying so long for tonight on a Friday night. Have a great night. This has been Red Sox Review right here on WEEI. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. 
We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.